everybody, and welcome back to the Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by Hashtag Basketball. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and happy NBA opening night. I am super pumped up to actually be able to watch some real basketball, and I'm sure everybody else is as well. There were some pretty exciting games last night, uh, even though, you know, whether or not they were blowouts or not, I don't really care. Seeing real basketball is something we've been waiting for since uh, the playoffs. So we're going to go ahead and get started with basically how watching the boxes originated. This was something I started doing on the subreddit Fantasy B-Ball. I was uh, pumped up. I think this was a couple seasons ago. I was uh, pretty pumped up about opening day, just as I am right now. And I decided to write some uh, analysis of the box scores. I thought I could help kind of show people how I approach fantasy basketball. I've been playing fantasy basketball for about 15 years or so. And over the course of that time, you, you realize you really want to know the trends of the players. You have to watch the game. But obviously, unless this is your full-time job, which only a select few people get to watch basketball as their full-time job, you really don't have the time or the the means even to watch every single NBA game to uh, just for your fantasy basketball league. So what I learned to do is go into the box scores and figure out what the trends are. And I was hoping to pass that on to uh, people on, on the subreddit, beginners or even moder- uh, people who've been playing for a while. And that kind of evolved into this, what, we, what you're listening to right now. And so to um, hark back on tradition, I figured we would uh, give it a shot on doing some one-offs, uh, doing box score analysis, hopefully every night of the NBA season, make these uh, uh, as quick as they need to be, And hopefully everybody listening can get some value out of that. From my experience, the first couple weeks of basketball really start to show the outliers, the the trends of how teams are going to play, what guys that were not on your radar need to be on your radar, and some very crucial waiver wire pickups happen in those first couple weeks. Guys who you didn't think were going to break out are breaking out, and you got to go after them quick. The beginning of the season is also a really good time to go after guys who are panicking. This is prime time panic. Superstars are going to start off slow. Beginner owners and and, and novices to fantasy basketball, they will fully on panic. They'll think about dropping those guys. They'll immediately want to trade them. And that's a perfect time for you guys to go after that. We're going to try to provide as much uh, analysis as we can over the first couple weeks, get into a little bit of strategy on how to approach the beginning of this season. But I want to do a quick opening day runoff box score analysis. So let's go right away to game one. The reigning champions, Cleveland Cavaliers versus the New York Knicks. Now, if you watch the game, uh, at times it was interesting, and then it became pretty ugly. But we're going to look at the box scores. We're going to we're gonna pretend that nobody watched the game. But I will add, I did watch the game, so I'll add a little bit of what I saw, which really helps. When you watch the game, you're really going really gonna to feel for uh, 
who's kind of coming on and who, who you can trust when it comes to fantasy. So looking at the box scores right away, we'll go straight to the New York Knicks. Christos Porzingis, he looked good. He's got a good line, 16-7, and seven, two blocks, uh, three three-pointers. That guy is about to take a leap. And so I really see him trending up right now. He's definitely a guy that you're not going to be able to pry away from uh, any whoever owns him in your league. He's uh, probably due for a, a bit of a, a jump this year. Carmelo did a bunch of Carmelo things. I think with the offensive load being able to spread out to Derrick Rose and Chris Porzingis, Carmelo's going to stay a little bit more healthier this year. You could see him falling back into his old tendencies of isolation ball. Uh, but I, I think Carmelo's going to have a pretty solid year. He didn't do anything crazy tonight. It's a pretty standard Carmelo line. But I think you're going to get what you expect out of Carmelo, probably wherever you drafted him. He's he, he's probably going to be a pretty good value. Um, one of the, I guess, more surprising things was Justin Holiday playing 26 minutes. Now, I'm not really sure where that's headed. Uh, Courtney Lee had a bad shooting night. He was 0 for 5, so Justin Holiday got a little bit more tick than him. Uh, Courtney Lee got 20 minutes, and Justin Holiday got 26 minutes. He had six uh, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, and two three-pointers in that 26 minutes. So I would say if you're in a deeper league, he's someone you either want to grab right now if you're in a 14, 12-14 standard league. He's probably someone you wanted to see, you know, how many minutes is he going to play uh, in the next game? The only other point of interest for the Knicks in this game was Derrick Rose. He looked really healthy. He looked quick. Uh, He still had a lot of hop in his step, and he's going to be the starting point guard for this team. Everybody who was hoping Brandon Jennings would play starters minutes, and he was kind of a Oh, late round, uh, end of draft pick. I think you're going to have to wait on that. Uh, Brandon Jennings played 21 minutes. Derrick Rose played 30. And Derrick Rose is still going to play probably 30 minutes until he gets injured, which hopefully that doesn't, we don't, nobody wants that to happen other than Brandon Jennings' owners. But Rose didn't shoot well, but you shouldn't expect Derrick Rose to shoot well. Do I think if you're in a standard league that you should be picking Derrick Rose up right now. Well, he's a starting guard, yes, but he's still at the bottom of the barrel, those starting guards, when it comes to fantasy. He's not going to get a ton of assists. He's going to shoot pretty poorly, so if you're punting field goals, feel free to pick him up. Uh, But he's going to score, and he's going to probably score quite a bit for this team. So in standard leagues, I think he's someone you can have at the end of your your roster if you're punting certain... um, Categories such as turnovers and field goals, he should be a must-own in most leagues. Be aware that he is injury-prone, and you should probably already know that. So go ahead and uh, get him on your radar or or pick him up if he's on your waiver wire. If you are in deeper leagues and if you're in standard leagues where you're punting categories that don't require those. On the Cleveland Cavaliers box score, not a whole lot of things that you didn't see coming. LeBron James, triple-double on opening night. I think he's kind of sending a signal out that, you know, this year 
He's he's not going to lay back and take time off. Uh, don't obviously expect him to take at least a couple uh, weeks off. He's not going to play 82 games this season, but he's not going to sit in fourth quarters unless, um, you know, there's back to backs to worry about. He might be actually trying to go for the MVP this year. He doesn't have a lot of years left where he's going to be penciled in as a, as a guaranteed MVP contender. And he's trying to solidify his legacy. If he can run back-to-back championships against what is basically being considered the best team, followed by now the ultra-best team in the league as the Golden State Warriors, he's going to have an incredibly hard legacy to beat. And another MVP on that notch might be up for grabs. So LeBron James... I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about him if you got him later in the first round. Congratulations. Uh Kevin Love did Kevin Love things. He actually started shooting off pretty poorly and ended up with a decent line of 23 and 12 with three steals and uh two assists, two three-pointers as well. And Kyrie Irving was doing Kyrie Irving things. He shot a ton and actually scored a ton with 29 points and four three-pointers to go with that. He got two steals as well. That's a good sign. And uh, four assists. Expect around four assists for um, Kyrie Irving throughout the season. Everybody else on this team, uh, there's not really much to talk about. If you have J.R. Smith on your team, congratulations. You're going to drop J.R. Smith and pick up J.R. Smith and then drop J.R. Smith about uh, 10 times or so this season. He's one of the most ultimate streaky players. When he's hot, he is a top. He's in the top fifty, and when he's cold, he's not rosterable. And tonight he was cold. Expect him to be cold for a little while. It comes and goes. If you want to, if you have a roster spot where you can ride those waves of J.R. Smith, keep him on your keep him on your squad. But I would look to the waiver wires to see who's available and maybe look into replacing J.R. Smith with someone who's a little bit more stable, especially in those uh, head-to-head leagues. Uh, Tristan Thompson, this Tristan Thompson, uh, he's not exciting at all. I'm not sure why people like Tristan Thompson. I know he gets rebounds. He shot the ball once tonight. So, yeah, Tristan Thompson, not exciting. I'm not excited about him. He's a, he's a one-category guy with rebounds. And I'm not really interested in those types of guys, uh, mostly because I play in roto leagues. But if you're in a head-to-head league, you're desperate for rebounds, and he's still sitting on your waiver, probably a good uh, guy to have throughout the season. Uh, The next game of the night was the Utah Jazz versus the Portland Trailblazers, Uh, two teams that I actually really kind of would like to watch a lot of their games this season. They're both interesting teams a lot of really uh, good players that have a good fantasy value and going right into the box score uh, Rudy Gobert had a nice 12 and 14 night with two blocks people who think he might be uh, on the upswing this year after a setback with the injury last year I think are right I think Rudy Gobert is going to take that next step that he was supposed to take last season Uh, if you got him later in rounds congratulations some of the more interesting lines for the Utah Jazz, I, there was quite a few of them, actually. Joe Johnson, uh, 29 points, four rebounds, three assists, three three-pointers. 
Joe Johnson shot the lights out and Joe Johnson made his money, made his career out of making tough shots and consistently scoring and being a go-to scorer. He's 35 years old. He's not going to be able to carry a team, but he doesn't have to carry this Utah Jazz team. Do I expect him to drop 29 points each night? No, but do I think he is standard relevant if he's going to play 30 minutes a night? Yeah, Joe Johnson does do enough things to make him standard team relevant. Um, If you're uh, punting certain categories, he's actually uh, a lot better, especially if you're you're playing something like assists. Um, George Hill and Rodney Hood made uh, their backcourt debut uh, together, and they performed pretty well. George Hill... 19.6 to 2 steals. If you thought George Hill was going to um, transfer what he was doing into Indiana when he was getting full run at the point guard to Utah, I think you're right. Rodney Hood, more surprisingly, dropped 26 points, shot the ball pretty well, had three three three-pointers, and two steals and assists. He's going to score. He's going to get you good threes, and he's going to get you good points. He's not a 9-4 cat guy. He's not a full I attribute. I get a little bit here in every category. Um, Two steals is promising, but um, if you got Rodney Hood sitting on the waivers and you're in a standard league, he's going to start. He's going to play heavy minutes. Pick him up. Get him on your team right now. The only um, other thing I will say, and this is for deep teams and just for people who like to focus on guys with a lot of upside, Dante Exum played eight minutes, and I noticed Dante Exum on the floor in those eight minutes. He was doing some – he was making some basketball moves. He was putting his body into guys who were bigger than him. He was making smart plays. He only played eight minutes, so don't pick him up at all um, unless you're in one of the deepest dynasty leagues possible. But keep an eye on that guy. I think – He's obviously buried in the depth chart, but if things go a little south for Hill or Hood and if there's an injury to be had, Dante Exum can see some run and I, I would like to see him I would like to see more minutes out of him and I think he'll his minutes will start climbing throughout the season. For the Trailblazers, you had uh Dame Lillard doing Dame things. You know he does the Dame thing. 39 points. Nine rebounds, six assists. This is just Dame being Dame, man. I love, I love Dame Lillard. I think he's gonna have a great season. He wants, he wants to be part of the national narrative. He wants to be part of that MVP discussion. And I don't see why he wouldn't be. He led this team into the playoffs last year, and I still don't know how he did that. And he's gonna do the same thing this year. C.J. McCollum. Basically, Dame Light, he had a pretty standard C.J. McCollum night as well. Filled up the uh, the points, shot um, pretty well from the field, actually, which is a little uncharacteristic of C.J. But three assists, one steal, two rebounds. He's going to go back and forth some nights. He's going to have uh, high assists and rebounds and, and decent rebounds, and sometimes that's going to drop. I think you're getting a pretty good value out of CJ where you pick him up because of the 
how many threes he does shoot and the amount of points he does get. That's hard to find in, in mid-tier rounds. I'm not worried about CJ at all. What I am disappointed in is the starting performance of Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless has a kind of a sneaky nine-cat game. He can kind of get you stats and, and everything. And he did get two steals and a, an assist tonight. He only played 22 minutes. He was 0 for 2. That's pretty pitiful. I was expecting more out of Mo Harkless. Alan Crabb. He actually played 29 minutes, and he's kind of a does the same thing that uh, C, he's a CJ light. He does similar stuff to Dame and CJ. And if you got it, if you're in a deeper league, uh, I'd say take a flyer on him. He might play uh, more minutes, but it could have been just the matchup they had against the Utah Jazz. Mo Harkless should still continue to be the starter. I wasn't impressed with Miles Plumley tonight. Myers Leonard played nine minutes. That's a really, really bad sign for Myers Leonard fans, if there are any Myers Leonard fans, maybe some closet Illini fans uh, from his days in Champaign. Other than that, the only other guy I would mention as a kind of a watch candidate would be uh, Noah Vonley. Noah Vonley got some heavy tick in the um, third and fourth quarter, and he looked pretty solid. He was he he looked pretty good. So keep Noah Vonley on your radar. Other than that, slow start for Aminu, Harkless, and Plumley, uh, and good starts for for Dame and CJ. So the final game of the night: Spurs Warriors, uh, a, a series that I would wish would go at least thirty-seven games. Uh, one of the best series. Um, of the playoffs, other I guess than the finals, though, if you really want to uh, hash out the finals, the first three to four games were actually really boring, and they'll all be forgotten because the last three games were so exciting. So let's go into the box score for the Spurs Warriors. Starting with the Spurs, the Duncanless Spurs, uh, after two decades of Tim Duncan, weird to see. A team, uh, a stat line without Tim Duncan in it for the Spurs. Uh, replacing him was Paul Gasol, and he had an abysmal start. Though, I be- I believe that, and I I, I saw this kind of coming. I was like, I don't want to start really anyone against the Warriors, but a slow, non-defense playing center against the Warriors—that's even worse. I know, and Pop was not afraid to sit him. He only played 18 minutes. He had. Two points and a rebound. That's not a great sign for Paul Gasol. He's going to get more minutes against teams that aren't the Golden State Warriors. So everyone panicking about Paul Gasol, stop panicking. And if you need a center on your team, go find the guy who has Paul Gasol and and, and trade him your like worst player for Paul Gasol. Who cares? Other than that, uh, Kawhi Leonard got to the line 15 times. 15 for 15. That's amazing. Along with his five steals. That's amazing. Kawhi Leonard is the ultimate nine-cat fantasy player. He Five steals, three assists, five rebounds. Uh, didn't hit any threes, but he had 35 points. I think Kawhi is about to take a another step, which is surprising to say of someone who's been a finals MVP, this is his team now. He's running this team 
and I think you're going to see him do uh, LeBron light type of stuff, uh, fill up the stat sheet and, and, and take over some of the scoring. He looked pretty good, and so did LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, 26 points, 14 rebounds, a steal, three assists, and a three-pointer. That's nice to see him um, actually moving back a few feet and actually taking a shot that would count more than his long-range jumpers. But the guy shot 50%. You can't blame him for shooting those those 20-footers because he makes them. He's one of the best in the league at those 18 to 20 feet from the elbow. Aldridge is going to have another great year. If you go look at what he did at the end of the year last year, he was, I believe, in the top 15. And I can, I can double-check that. But other than the main guys, Tony Parker had a solid night, only played 26 minutes. And Patty Mills kind of split time with Tony Parker. I know he only played 18 minutes. But um, you could tell that Patty Mills was running a little bit of point. He had five assists and four steals, which is really nice to see. If uh, Parker ends up going down, Patty Mills actually might be playing a much larger role. And I can see them kind of sharing the point guard uh, reps for the rest of the year. One of the more uh, interesting stat lines for the Spurs was Jason or Jonathan Simmons. Not Jason Simmons. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Jonathan Simmons played 28 minutes tonight, uh, and he was on a roll, and Pop just kind of ran with him. Uh, 20 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds, and 3 three-pointers. I think Jonathan Simmons is going to be sliding into that Danny Green role, um, kind of the spread-the-floor-out, 2-3 combo guy that can come in and get you um, solid minutes off the bench. He's Jonathan is um, a bit of a journeyman, but Pop always gets the most out of these types of players. And so he should be on your radar right now. If you're in a deep league, I would take the flyer on him, but it's one game. Chill out. Pop's rotations are always strange. So Simmons should be on your radar. If you're in a 14-team league, I would even take a flyer on him in that kind of league, but 12-10-team standard leagues. He should just be on your radar. And on the Warriors side, who um, it must be strange for the Warriors to be on the other side of a blowout, but the new look Warriors with uh, Durant, Curry, and Thompson and Draymond all playing at the same time didn't look as discombobulated as I, as I thought it would be, but they're still going to take some time for them to feel out how to play with each other, and also for Kerr to figure out the best way to rotate those guys in and out for maximum effectiveness. And if anyone's going to figure it out, Steve Kerr's going to figure that out. Great games by uh, three of the top four, actually. Surprisingly, Draymond Green, who a lot of people thought would take a step back, um, had a really sick line, 18 points. Five steals, six assists, 12 rebounds, plus a block, and two three-pointers. Draymond Green is probably not going to put together a line like that every single night, but Draymond Green can put a line together like that often, and and that's why he's so valuable in nine-cat leagues and really in, in any type of league you have. 
I don't think Draymond's going to take a huge step back, but don't expect uh, this kind of performance out of him every night. One of those four guys is going to have um, an off night or have to take backseat to the rest of them, whoever's hot that night, every game this year. And more often than not, I bet you Curry and Durant are the hot ones. So tonight, Clay uh, had... A not a great line at all, 11 points, only one three-pointer, one rebound, two assists, really nothing else. He shot poorly, and he only shot 13 shots, which was, out of the the top four, the lowest. Um, Curry and Durant both shot 18 field goals, and, and Draymond had 15. Durant, in his debut as a Warrior, 27 points, 10 rebounds, two steals, two blocks, four assists, and a three-pointer. If you picked up Durant as one of those guys who, you know, in the fourth or fifth pick of your draft, you're really going to like what Durant's going to do this year. I think he's going to um, be part of that discussion as, as number, maybe number one player in fantasy this year. He's going to get so many more open looks. He's going to be passing the ball more. And they're still going to expect him to, to, to play a little bit of four, so he's going to get decent rebounds as well. Um, Curry. Kind of a, a mild curry night, which is always a stellar night for a, mi- a mild curry night. He uh, three for ten from three point, which uh, always uh, is a what if. He just shot a few more, made a few more of those in, but uh, twenty six points and four assists, three rebounds. I'm not worried about Curry. I'm not worried about any of these guys. Um, I think they're gonna go off and on on who's running the team that night or who's hot that night but nothing I, I think they're all going to end up pretty similar to where they've been end, ending up in in leagues over the past years you know drop them down a half around drop Draymond and and Clay Thompson down a half around and obviously drop Steph Curry down from more the best fantasy season of all time to maybe just the top fantasy player by a little bit this year so if that's a that's a huge step back but it's uh, still an amazing value if you got Curry third or fourth in your league. Other than that, didn't like what I saw from anybody else on the Warriors, but you're really not going to get much else from the uh, from anybody else on the Warriors when the usage rate for those guys is so high. Jaja uh, Pachulia, 20 minutes uh, started, and Jaja every once in a while. Uh, puts together a nice line, so I don't know how they're going to use him, and it doesn't seem like they know how they're going to use him either. So watch him, but uh, nothing really to worry about there. So yeah, that's NBA opening night. Very excited to actually be able to get to talk about these games. We'll hopefully be back with um, more box score analysis and some league uh, strategy analysis as well. Uh, We want to Make sure we're dipping into the strategy because people seem to like that. Uh, so that's it for tonight's episode. You can contact me on Twitter uh, with you know any questions or things you'd like to hear on the podcast at Watch the Boxes, all one word. Find me on Twitter, and you can also find me hanging around the uh, Fancy Basketball subreddit, Fancy Bball. Uh, my Username is LT Dang, Lieutenant Dang, because I love Luau Dang. If you like the podcast, you can help us out 
by rating us and giving us a good review on iTunes or whatever application you use to download uh, podcasts. So that would be greatly appreciated. Um, this has been Watch the Boxes with, presented by Hashtag Basketball. Thanks for joining us. Have a good night, everybody.